Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film in Review. I'm your host, Cody Everett, and this week we are talking about Emilio Estevez and Repo Man. He plays Otto, a punk rocker that gets caught up in the Repo game. You know what? Without saying anything else, let's just start the show. We are talking about uh, what are we talking about? Repo Man. That's what we're Repo talking about. Repo Man. First, we're going to talk about our weeks. This is Cult Film and Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. Uh, sitting next to me is the normal group of fucking yahoos. So yes. we'll just yeah. go around saying how our week was. Chris, how was your week? It was pretty good. I got a kitten, so it's been interesting. I I, I have two cats, but I kind of forgot what the kitten lifestyle was like. And it's basically um, a fucking cat crawling around on your head and pushing its claws out up your nose and playing with your feet while you sleep. So (laughs) it's been pretty good. But uh, no, he's really cute. His name's Andre. 3000? Andre 3000. So you, so little Andre, little Dre, anything you want to call him. You haven't slept in in a week. Little wiggle boots? Yeah, you know. I, I like that name so much better. You wiggle, call him Wiggle Boots? I'm calling him Wiggle Boots. I'm going to call him Wiggle Boots, I too. encourage all nicknames for pets. <laughs> Mike, how's your week been? It's going all right. I'm sorry. I apologize to the audience already. I'm a little under the weather, so if you hear any weird coughing or sneezing, I apologize. But otherwise, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to muscle through this. All right, good. Yeah. Good. You know, hey. Drink some uh, OJ and power through, I got bro. this bottle of water. I'm do a like, shot. I've been drinking like eight, probably like eight bottles. Of, yeah, a shot, right? Right. Let's do it. You Kill should. it with whiskey, you dude. Should, you should just, just chug whiskey with all night. Jack Daniels. Yeah, that dude. That will fix anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how cowboys used make to get for better. A great show. That's how they did it in the old Wild West. Yeah. That's how cowboys did it. Well, yeah. you know, we're in uh, we're in Phoenix. It's the uh, it's the Wild West. So mm-hmm. start start gargling uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> there it is. Kyle, how was your week? Uh, my week was was good. I I don't, I don't know if I did anything. Um, well, I had inventory at work. That sucked. I had to be at work at four in the morning. That does suck. I'd fucking kill myself. Bought way too many donuts. So had a plethora of donuts. <laughs> you, you, you I, bought, I bought enough donuts to feed like five <laughs> stores worth of people. I totally <laughs> overestimated everybody else's ability to consume donuts like myself. <laughs> How I many bu- can you eat? I ate probably half of the donuts I brought in. How many donuts did you bring in? Was it a dozen it or a It was a couple dozen. dozen. A couple, a couple dozen? dozen? Two so, dozen? So Three dozen? Two dozen. It was two dozen. Oh, 24 wow. donuts for how many people? Uh, for uh, four to five people. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, hey, yeah, that dude. sounds realistic. So what are we, what are we talking? Did you here? bring any over tonight? No, they're all gone. Are they're we talking, all they're all gone. We're we talking old fashioned. We <laughs> who ate them all? Kyle? No, that's a variety. That's a variety. Oh, okay. I ate pretty much almost all of those. <laughs> Would you go to Duncan? Yeah, I did go to Dunkin' because it was the only place I could find that was open at four in the morning <laughs> that I could place that kind of order with. Did you get God the, bless Dunkin'? Did you get the large coffee? <laughs> I got the uh, box of Joe. Yeah, box of Joe. I yeah. got uh, yeah, and I overestimated on that. I got two boxes of Joe. Yeah, that's oh, way too no. much. 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah, I, I can't wait till the district manager comes back to me like, why did you spend sixty dollars on donuts and coffee? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Inventory bros. We oh, want a breakfast. Like on a sugar high. Forever. I dude, high. I had like heartburn for two days with the amount of donuts I was eating. So much damn sugar. I don't think and the coffee. human body is meant to eat that many donuts. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's terrible. Anyhow, that was my week. It was other than that, it was good. Um Okay. Boom. My week has consisted of playing with uh, with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's really weird. Yeah. You said it that way. Oh, yeah. 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 Playing with each other. yeah, we're playing yeah, we with play each other. Yeah, we play each other. All the time. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're playing the Elder Scrolls Online on yeah. Xbox we're One right it. now, so... I thought um, you hated Xbox. Like, why are we suddenly well, so into this? Like, I d- you just okay. bragged about E3. You're bragging about this. Like, I like I- the idea of backwards compatibility with the Xbox One, and they're remastering Gears of War, the original, so I'm a fan of that. That's one of my favorite game series. And then we're playing this Elder Scrolls Online. The reason I got it for Xbox One instead of my PS4 was because online games just run better on Xbox. That's just a fact. So... Yeah, because me. yeah, because nobody fucking has an Xbox One, so there's no one on the server. There you go, dude. We get <laughs> into, we get into games so quick. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. But we've been questing all week. That's I, all. That's what we've been doing. We've been saving Tamarel. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome, Chris. I don't know what that means. Can I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking okay. about. That's video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This week we are talking about Repo Man. It stars Emilio Estevez. Who directed this? Who was it? It was Alex uh, Cox. Alex Cox directed it. Um, and the other big star was uh, what's his name? Stanton. Oh, uh, Harry, Harry Dean Stanton. Yep. yep. He was the other big actor in this. Probably, uh, dude. I love him. And for those who don't know, Alex Cox also directed Sid and Nancy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know and that. A bunch, and a bunch that. of so other. If, films if anybody's that, like, seen, no that, one's ever heard. Of. I, mean, I have not you seen. Can, it, you can so. see like the punk rock influence at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Sid and Nancy is about punk rock, Absolutely. so... Okay, so let's just talk about Repo Man, then, and it's punk fl- rock influence, since we're just talking about it right now. Um, so, it's definitely a very heavy punk rock influence in this movie. I think it was made in 1984, mm-hmm. um, and I did, like, that's the one thing that kind of bothered me with this movie a little bit. Like, I just didn't believe Emilio Estevez... Was into punk. Was into punk, yeah. like at all. Like his, he didn't sell he me as, more, a, as a character. He looked more uh, realistic and believable with the suit and tie on. I agree. Yeah. Except when he was in the caddy, he looked like a twelve-year-old. <laughs> but I just think it's what we're used to seeing him as. Like this was a really early role for him, so he was still pretty young. I don't. I, I don't I'm just saying, like I, the I, white I, jacket looked like all weird, and like I just didn't like when they were doing the slam dancing in the parking lot. It just looked like he was the actor, so everybody was like staying away from him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I didn't believe, it, like he didn't sell me on the the, the punk rock character. Okay, you know what? I was more sold on the the other side of the character story that he was telling of like he's just a disemplaced youth. Yeah, yeah. Like I did believe that, but the the punk rock part of it. I didn't get. I don't know. I think his attitude. He played the the role well enough that it made it believable for me. Like he could be just like some kind of like introverted, like outcast punk that kind of comes from like a weird home lifestyle. You know what I mean? I I felt that, and in his delivery too, I did. Yeah. yeah. Going back to what you're saying though, that we're just what we're used to. Like I honestly don't have a preconceived uh yeah, you do. vision of what Emilio S you know what, Yeah you do what burn in your mind in, is, a, in a suit dude Mighty Ducks yeah. he's in a suit like the whole damn movie. You know what? No yeah, I, 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 I again I I don't I don't connect that with him. Like I don't 
I know that's like his big role, you but like, Coach like, Bombay. You don't not. I didn't even know. Bombay. I didn't even know that was the character's on, name in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I've seen Mighty Ducks several times, but oh, I man. don't have like. Oh, this is Emilio's role. Like, what's the coach doing in a punk band? <laughs> 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 not at all. <laughs> it's just him, like miscast. That's all. He just he was not cast. Correctly. See, I think he was cast correctly once you once we got out of the punk rock world, which was pretty quick. Because what happens is his friend comes back from juvie, which I thought it was jail, but we find out it's juvie, and um, he sleeps with his his. I'm guessing what is Emilio's girlfriend, Otto's girlfriend. I thought that was a prostitute at the beginning, just the way it was playing out. Did anyone else feel that? I don't know. No. 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 Because he like he like folded up his pants. He's like put his hands behind his head. He's like okay. You no. can start now. Yeah, this is like, he's rebellious. That was his dude. attitude. Didn't he get her like, yeah. a, didn't get her like a soda? No, he went and <laughs> got, got a beer. Got, he got, another, got her another beer so yeah. she can yeah. own his. Yeah. I, when he comes I, back, I how, you don't think his There's attitude a, would pay for a punk prostitute? Rock, it doesn't just, like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think of punk rock as just being a fucking, like, you know, fanned mohawk and that's like dyed a certain color and all black. His friends were like obviously way more like rebellious than he ever was. You yeah. know what I mean? So, well, but or were they the posers? Trying too hard. So. They, I, well, <laughs> I think oh, the one shit, guy dude. that gets shot. He just took that definitely. to a different level. I but know. he had the he Boom. had the irony of punk music. He was wearing the uh, the cross as an earring, but he clearly did not like Christianity at all. <laughs> right. You know. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. definitely fucked the system. I, I think Emilio played it well. I, I I don't have a problem with accepting that he's like kind of on his way out of the punk lifestyle, and he's like trying to. He knows like. He doesn't have a future, so he's just kind of trying to find his way out. I got to go back here a minute before we even talk about Emilio and the and the punk lifestyle. Let's talk about the opening scene where a cop pulls over a car. He basically uh, is told to not look in the trunk, so he looks in the trunk. But when he opens the trunk, a bright light shines, and he just you see his skeleton, and he just evaporates. <laughs> Turns into like X-ray yeah. vision. Yeah, it's like, it's like a photo flash almost. Like so, I that happens right in the beginning of the movie, and you're kind of like, when I first saw that, I was like, what the fuck are we watching? Right. Like that's right. initially how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. like, ah, fuck. Like I was like, god damn it, because especially with like the one glass piece. You know what? Right. And the eye. And the what, what's funny is I've never seen this movie before until I watched it. Either and, by. And, dude, before that part even happened, before the cop even opened it, for some reason in the back of my head, I'm like, is this like a fucking sci-fi or something? Like, I don't know why I have this preconceived notion in my head, but I just thought it was about aliens for some yeah. reason. What was that? I agree. I don't know. I think. I, I think. You know what? I think what it was the was the very first image you see when when this film begins is the maps, and it starts with Roswell. And it pulls out. And I'm like, oh, guys, this is about fucking aliens. I thought this is about some dude repossession. But it cars. is about aliens. I mean, it is. I know it's about. I know it's about that. But it. I don't know. So I agree. Well, I, yeah, you get that feeling. Like you could yeah. tell right off the bat that it was going somewhere like so that. So that part happened for me. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then we get into Emilio's story with the punk rock and stuff. And him, you know, getting pissed and walking out and then falling into a trick of a repo man and stealing a car and then being taken into the repo life. That's the story that I loved. That story was phenomenal. That's the one that drew me in. It's like he learned how to take his angst and his anger and put it into repossessing, stealing cars. Yeah. And I really liked that part of the story. Yeah. I thought that was well written. Well, very well written. It's the main part of the film. I feel like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the alien thing is almost like, it's weird. It's like another story going on over the layer of this real story. Right. And But it's presented as to be the story that you're going to watch. And then you kind of don't even see that car for about a half an hour. Like, yeah. 
Can I say what m- you're pointing out? What my biggest problem with this movie was mm-hmm. is it felt like there was four or five subplots that were all competing for the main storyline. Like I never once felt like like it was a cohesive film. Yeah, there was no base or something. Yeah, there to was it. no baseline to it. So, am I am I supposed to be putting my attention and inve- investing all my you know emotional you know everything into the UFO story? Should I be giving the, giving a shit about Emilio's character? Should I be giving a shit about uh, uh, Harry, what is it, Harry Harry Dean Stanton? Mm-hmm. Like Bud. fueled with the fuck fuel? No, yeah, fueled with I think the it's fucking personal Mexican choice. Dudes. Like, personal choice. You take away what you want from. Should it. I be following the punk guys on their fucking their constant crime spree? Crime spree? Like, and I'll and tell you, you're saying it's a choice, but I didn't feel like I had a choice because I was never given enough of each I element got, to actually. Well, we open enjoy. with we open. I have the answer, though. Go. There's 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 one thing that ties every single one of those things together, and that's Emilio. That's his character. He ends up in every one of those stories. Yeah. So, it's it's. I think those stories are there to show, like, because they, they all connect with him. I, I like. It's all part of what happens to him as a, as a repo man, basically. Mm-hmm. Here's my take on it. Um, I agree with you a little bit, Kyle, because that's exactly how I felt. Like halfway into the film, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what happened to this car? Like, we're not even dealing. And then when we finally see it, it's just like. Jesus Christ, like, it's been a half an hour where it's, like, Emilio, like, getting into, like, Harry Dean Stanton giving him the code of the Repo Man and stuff like that. Which I love those scenes. No, it was absolutely those fantastic. Those scenes are so great. But it did feel like two competing things. And the whole time I'm watching this film, I'm trying to figure out, is he just, is it genius because he's breaking convention? Or is it just badly written, like, structurally? Yeah, exactly. You know? Or, like, the editing, like, they was, was off, so they, maybe if they rearranged certain scenes... You would be able to feel like you're following the Emilio story, but woven a little better throughout the entire film. I think it had to do with editing. I, I think that could could have been a big part of it. I mean, don't get me wrong; the writing uh, was a little atrocious at some points. I was not a fan of that some, either. I think there's some beautiful lines in this film. I, like, you know what's so funny? <laughs> like when, when we were getting ready to do the lines, getting ready to disc, uh, Cody's writing bullet points on the whiteboard, and Chris shouts out favorite lines, and it shot through my head like. I don't fucking remember a single line from this movie. Oh, I can, I can, I feel not. Like I, can I can name a single few. fucking yeah. line. A few. <laughs> but we, again, like I'm in the same boat, but I've only seen it once. Have you seen it multiple times, Mike? No, this is the first time I've ever. Okay, seen it. I've Chris? seen it a couple times. Seen, you know, I've seen it probably three, so, yeah. three times, three or four. Okay, so you know what? With that, we'll be back. We're gonna talk more about uh, the story, the director, the cast, the characters, our favorite quotes. That's all later. Stay with us. You're all repo men. What if we are? Kid, uh, usually when somebody pulls shit like that, my first reaction is, uh, I want to punch his fucking lights out. But you know something? You're all right. We are talking about what movie are we talking about again? Repo Man. That's right. We're talking about Repo Man uh, this week on Cult Film in Review. Uh, let's get into the director uh, because I, I want to talk about one of the choices he made, which was every consumable item was labeled with like this blue and white label. generic tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I loved I, it also. I loved it too. 
I thought it was. I thought it was. What's uh, the message behind it, though? Does anyone know? Like, because I was wondering that the whole time, and that's what I was trying to figure out. Like most of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is well, he I trying mean, to say? I don't know. It's like a lay, they live statement. Just a visual. Statement. I don't know if it's if it has anything to do with it, but I did read up on the director a little bit, and he isn't a big fan of capitalism. There is that. Okay. So he's not a big fan of like promoting commercial things and stuff like that, which is interesting because the irony in it is that none of the products have fucking names. But all of the repo men are named after beers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like commercial beers. It's very punk rock. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't I did not catch on to yeah, that. It's Bud Miller Light and a beer named Ollie, which apparently is like it's defunct now, but it was a beer that came out of Olympia, Washington. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I did not shit. know that. I did no, not we, catch on to that either. Not at all. So what else about the director then? Like okay, what do you guys think he, how how did the job that he I definitely think he proves that he has a style. And he has a, a unique way of telling a story. Yeah. Um, I think he understands cultures really well, like at the time. You know what I mean? Like, like, and how to sort of exaggerate it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I, I, I like from what I gather, he, you know, he was definitely involved with the repossession of vehicles as a occupation. So he has like a lot to draw from from that. I would also assume that he was probably heavy into the punk rock scene, you know, or like at least kind of grew up in it, like because it was a huge influence on the film. For sure. What's the interesting thing about him is that this is this film is considered one of the greatest films ever shot in L.A. that Mm -hmm. captures the L.A. culture and captures that L.A. punk culture. But he's not from America. He's from Britain. Interesting. So, I mean, he did come here, I think, for film school or something mm-hmm. he did come out here and he lived here for a while but i mean he picked up on it pretty quickly and it, when you see this film it is all about like black flag and all these yeah. la punk boos, the gr- groups that came out and it was just you know but like, the, i, I, I think well. he's a result of coming from another country and then coming like getting dumped into what's going on and your awarenesses are so sharpened because you're in a new place mm-hmm. that like you can really like take all of that in and he obviously was able to translate it into a, a film oh for sure yeah Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he definitely translated it into a film as we watched it. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's talk about the cast then for a little bit. You got Emilio Estevez, who um, I think we've already talked about is maybe not some of the people's favorite character or best actor in this film. I, there, he, he play, he's not his, at his best, but this is one of his early, er, earlier films. You know what I mean? So I can give him some slack on that. Uh, I think the real shining star is, um, is, is Bud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Hands Harry down, Dean absolutely. Dude absolutely. steals the show. Steals mm. the show. Anytime, anytime he's on screen, I feel like the movie's about him or should have been about him. I do like Light a lot too, who was the um, African American. I love guy him that was because he was like. What's interesting about it is he's the fucking polar opposite of Bud. Yeah, like Bud goes in there and he gives him all these codes, like we don't we don't break the cars. And I actually read this up on on IMDb trivia. Uh, when he's writing, when Emilio is writing in the car with light, he breaks every fucking one of those rules that yeah. Bud tells him to do. And he's just the absolute opposite. He doesn't, fucking he awesome believes writing. that we're thieves. You know, he's like, well, we're just car thieves. Yeah. Because he says that about the, the, the brothers, like they're, they're car thieves just like we are. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think Bud was probably one of the, the best characters. My, my second favorite would have to be the, uh, the janitor guy. Miller. Miller. Yeah. He was just fun to have on screen. He was like the only element of the film that I thought was like entertaining or fun to I watch. I think he has the best lines in this whole film. Absolutely. Oh. I think it also speaks value, uh, values. Values? <laughs> yeah, Volume. volumes. Volumes uh, about the Repo Men cast because 
No one's mentioned like the weirdo scientist ladies, the one with the metal hand. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, those yeah. people. Those yeah, and like their henchmen which would like one of them got punched and like his comb over like flew back it was real funny to me. I laughed at that really hard. Um, but there's also that weird element to the visuals in it too that like the punk rockers when they come in and like to that meeting that he's having with the two weird scientist ladies, mm-hmm. um, and they start like sucking on her gold, or I'm sorry, her, her metal, metal hand, hand yeah. which is like <laughs> it looks like it's wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was just it was that was odd. Like I think they represent like they're the most absurd part of this film. Like I get, I mean, including I guess a, a light that like disintegrates you from a trunk. <laughs> it wasn't a light; it was corpses, apparently alien, alien corpses. corpses. Alien corpses. Yep, I guess so. Which it was. Yeah. Did you guys know that the uh, the the picture that she shows is actually blown up condoms like with water in them, and then they have little Hawaiian shirts on? No. Is that what I, I, I didn't even know. Yeah. I couldn't even make yeah. out the yeah. picture. You can't so. really tell. Which is funny. He's just like, is this sausages? Yeah, it's sausages. No, it's alien blood. <laughs> <laughs> I rented it in standard definition, so I wasn't it wasn't a real. I also did not pay for high HD on this one. Me either. I didn't either. <laughs> but I think the guys in the white suits, so the, some of the stuff they do is ridiculous. Like when they set that guy's oh body on God. fire yeah. in front of everybody. They set people on fire no a lot. This like, so that's the other thing too. I, I okay, I will say this. The, I was a little weirded out because it, if you know me personally you know that i watch everything with subtitles right mm. and you the, do yeah everything i, I watch, actually did not know I that watch, about you i watch everything with subtitles because I, that's just i've gotten so used to it and i don't like i don't i don't hear good you want to be able to know everything that's going on so um there was a lot of parts like when i first started watching the movie i was like god the fucking audio on this movie is atrocious like yeah. Atrocious. It wasn't. Yeah, that I kept. Good. I kept. I kept like turning, turning it, it up and turning it yeah. down. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it was not but mixed well. The thing is, is oddly enough, there is little snippets and things that you don't hear, but there's lines. Really? Yeah. When the when you have like you hear conversations that people are like. So the openings like when they're investigating the uh, the officer's body out in the desert. And they're walking away from the scene, and they're walking towards, I think, if it's like a police car or a van. It's the van. The van. Yeah. Um, there's a whole conversation they're having as they're walking, and I bet you guys didn't hear it. Um, I think I heard, like, the tail end and of it, it. Yeah, and it, and it comes through audially at, at the tail end, but there's a whole conversation as they're walking, and it's just weird, random shit that they're saying. And it's in there on the, on the text. And, like, so those guys in the white suits, they're talking. <laughs> when they're doing that stuff. Oh, shit. But you don't hear it through the audio because the audio is terrible. I just heard, like, chatter. Like, you hear you chatter, know, but it, like, it has what they're saying in the words, and you're like, what the fuck? They're like, pick that body up. Bring it over here. Burn it. Like, stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Like, weird stuff like that. Like, I recommend watching it again with the captions on. That's awesome. I want to do that. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, am I right? You don't hear, Harry Dean Stanton uses a uh, a phrase, like a popular phrase in Mexican culture. I think it's from Zapata. That's I like, have no idea. I'd rather, I'd rather live on my feet than die on my knees. Yes. When he's been shot. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't hear it until I read it that that was one of the lines that he said. No, he he says it. You can hear I it. I could hear you it. Can? Okay. Yeah. I, was, I, don't, I was on the I don't remember him saying it's it. It's more today. like the little. It's like more of like the scenes with um where it's like almost like B roll where they're like burning the bodies or or they're cleaning up something or something like that and it has just like weird 
dialogue in it that has is not relevant to the movie. Is it well, like, I, I love how they do foreground and background like a lot in the like in the film throughout the film. You know, something will be happening in the foreground, and the camera will move, and then it'll like you'll see the action happening in the background after that, or there'll be a lot happening in the foreground as well as a lot happening in the background. Yeah, I thought that was a great a great idea. Kind of like what like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you hear people like, "Oh my god, this shirt is yeah, so ugly. yeah, that, stuff like all that." You're hearing in the back, yeah. but you're not paying any attention to it because you're focused on the game. All right, guys. So, who is your favorite character in this movie? Then, who's your absolute favorite character? Because we talked about a couple of characters that we like, but who's your favorite? Bud for me. Bud. Bud's yeah. yeah Bud's an easy. I choice. mean, but a, but second runner up would be Emilio. I thought he. Was, I I really liked his dialogue what's and his performance. The, what's the um, rent a cops? His name is Otto as well. Otto is it Otto well? Pletchki or something. I fucking love that guy. That guy was hilarious in this movie. <laughs> I thought his name was you o- Ollie. It might be Ollie. Oh, I thought um, Ollie was the guy that was handing everybody beer. The one that his wives were like hitting on Emilio in the bar. Anyways, he says one of he says one of my favorite lines, which is um, he's like, "You haven't earned the right to say fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> he so, was so good, so good. He was, he was so, so good. good. That's like his only <laughs> point of dialogue in that whole film. Though. It's like yeah. it's like he's, fuck you. He's he's just he's sit, just, otherwise, yeah. he's sitting in the office knitting. I loved how Bud called everybody dildos, or he, or at least that 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 group that the, those brothers or whatever. Yeah. His 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 insult to them, direct insult, was always some kind of dildo. No reference. I thought that was fucking hilarious, especially for an old man like him to be screaming dildo into the air. Hey kid, do you want to make ten bucks? <laughs> Fuck off, queer. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing like that. I see my wife, she's about to drop. <laughs> He's so good, yeah. man. He's so believable as that character. Bud's my favorite. Mike, who's your favorite character? I it's it's a it's between Light or Miller. I like Light because he's just like he's, I think he's hysterical, especially when he pulls out that gun and he starts shooting back at the guy shooting out of the thing, yeah, uh, out of the window. And it's so funny because he has no rules. He he's very cynical about everything. But then right when Emilio gets in the car, the first thing he says is like, "Hey, put your seatbelt on. I don't drive with other people with seatbelts." Yeah. <laughs> he has one rule: he'll kill people, he'll shoot people, don't give a shit. But don't drive without a seatbelt. <laughs> so good. Kyle, did you have a favorite character? Um, I I would go back to what I said earlier. I think it was Miller. Miller. Miller was definitely my favorite. I think he was the uh, the most interesting, and I don't know he always had like such weird insight in that whole that the, when after Emilio gets his ass kicked, he's like doing like a Indian chant dance with the wet rag as he brings it over to him. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is happening? And wraps it around his head. Yeah, yeah. He's a spiritual guy. And then like, and then what happens after that? He runs. Uh, that's when the um, office lady is fighting with the two like. MIB guy is basically. Oh man, I right. loved that scene. Yeah, and she's like kicking their asses, <laughs> and then Emilio jumps in. Okay, now I have a question: Is the cop that he throws the coffee at that Emilio throws the off? Is that that's the rent a cop? Why does he switch up so quick? I don't know. I wondered that his, too. I, that's the one thing about the film where I'm like, why does why does he? Why I, is he so I think it's I th- on, no no no. I, I think th- it's because he thought the 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 two guys that were in the office were like FBI or or cops, so he doesn't want to get in trouble. So. They're the bad guys. I'm with you guys. He's trying to fight for. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What he's. That's what I think his his motivation wow. of like jumping. I was. feel like I fell asleep during this part because I have no idea what scene you're talking about. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you fall asleep during this movie? I think maybe a couple of times. <laughs> okay. okay. Just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple. That's it. 
This movie's so then you didn't like the pacing of the movie. Then I take God it. God damn it, no. <laughs> I didn't mind the pacing. Did anyone I, I else? Didn't either. It was it. It was. I thought it was real. I mean, there was. Hard. I will say this. <laughs> I I I will say this. I, I I there was a couple times where I was like, you can make this into a short film. You can make this into a half <laughs> Dude, hour right? short film. It easily could know. have been a short film. You would have to take out a lot of the other stories, though. You would have to keep it to the alien story and the, that, the would Emilio that really story. be a bad thing though? That like this going back to what I said, like maybe this feels like four short films that have been just smashed together, and the way they were able to connect these four completely different short stories was just have one character who appeared in all of them, and that was it. That's what this movie feels like to me. Like a four rooms, <laughs> with you know in the, the Quentin Tarantino in downtown one. Los Angeles. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like hmm. I don't know. I just mm. that's an interesting take on it. It's got yeah. me thinking yeah. about something. I mean, what I are you thinking about, Mike? Well, Go ahead and I share with the group. We get, well, okay. So I, I have two favorite lines. So I'll just pick one of the favorite lines that I love, and then we'll go into the other one. I'll use that as my other one. Okay. If we are going to do that, yeah, um, we're going to do favorite lines. Let's you can do two because I have none. Okay, I'll do one for you. <laughs> um, one of my favorite no, lines won't. in this film is when Miller is talking to him. He's burning the stuff in the drum, and he's talking about coincidence. Oh yeah, he uses the words a lattice of coincidence, like the idea that like there's some sort of structure to all the coincidence that happens mm -hmm. that like they're intertwined because that's kind of like what a lattice is, it's kind of like a, like a chain link fence kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that was a beautiful line, and the way he describes, it, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> well, maybe that's what this deep. Th like, that's what this movie is. Then. And well, what you just what said, you just broke down thought about that. Yeah, like maybe it is. Maybe that's all these characters are. In a lattice of coincidence. I think absolutely. Yeah. It I has agree. To be. Yeah, no. Now that you have pointed that out, I agree 100% with that with that uh, diagnosis mm -hmm. of the film. So that's what kind of works. And I know this director, he he does make short films. So maybe he's like the product of short filmmaking that wanted to make a feature. So that's kind of why it feels like that. But I think he did a pretty good job uh, keeping it interesting. You know what I mean? Like there was there was there was enough in there. There was like car chases. There was like violence there was a little bit of sex but a lot of humor and emilio just trying to be a fucking badass like just telling people to fuck off all the time and fuck failed you. failed 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 they failed on all the points you just pointed out because i did wow. not find it was very funny i didn't find it was an engaging action film it wasn't um emil esvez at no point did i take him as a badass um, what else did you say? That's true. I hold on. I, what I, else did you say? I so want to agree with him. Down. <laughs> I want to agree. I want to agree with him on the the point that I never felt like Emilio was a bad. But I felt like he was always the smarter one. He's the smarter character. I feel like he is not the, the smarter one. He's just dealing with what's thrown at him. He's not actively trying to get through situations. He's just. But oh, he here's does, situation. How do you does. get out of it? Like, ah, oh, I've stumbled my way out of that one. What's he the does, next one? Though. I'm stumbling my way through. Smart. I love the. You know what? One of the things makes I makes him lucky. Oh, here we go. Now he's lucky. He makes him lucky. I agree. No, smart. I agree. He's more he's more lucky than smart. And um, I think that there's. I was always. I was. I was always a little annoyed by his character. Yeah, I was never. A f I, I'm like. I'm never a fan of like. I wasn't a big fan of Otto. Like I like. I didn't really. I don't want to say I didn't care if he won or, or or lost, but he wasn't my favorite character. So. You know what I mean? It's true. I really didn't give a shit what kind happened of, to his character. He's kind of a, like he's kind of a bitch. 
is a little bit of a bitch. Like yeah. you brought your your boy's sleeping with your girl, and you're just gonna go storm off and cry. He's like the balance between. He's light not a bad and, 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 and then he just starts shouting TV shows from the fucking seventies. That's a song. That's a song. Is that a song? It's a Black Flag song. Okay. Well, obviously, I did not know that. So I brush up on like your it. punk rock, please. Apparently, not in addition to watching the movie, I should have been uh, brushing up on punk music as well. That's well, what I'm so saying. Much I, that's what. That's a part of the reason you know, why I think but, it's a cult what's film. Funny, what's funny though, like the thing that I actually did, liked about this movie was the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack no, was soundtrack cool. The soundtrack great. was fun and it was energetic. And it, it just didn't match the picture. Really? Totally I dead. thought I it think felt, it 100%. Oh my God, I disagree See, with that. The music I totally had energy. Disagree. The film itself was dragging and slow. No, nope. I, I think they put the perfect music in the perfect points of the movie. I, I have to disagree with that. I, it, it played into the movie so yeah, well. Isn't that like the general message of all of this is that like I, this is what I got from the film. That the general message he was saying is that they were living in a world of like complete fucking decline and the response to it all was fuck you. Like that's what I got from it. I think the televangelism kind of thing sure. they hit on too sort of has to do with that. It's like people just turning into like zombies and fucking giving all their money away and it's right. like kind of this like scandal, the scam. Like the whole thing is a what's, scam. What's uh what's the line that Bud has when he's like uh there's like I, what does he say he doesn't like? It's like he says, I don't thing? like commies and I don't, I don't like, like Christians Christian. in my yeah. car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love his lines, dude. Yeah. His dialogue is brilliant. His dialogue was fantastically written. I think, I feel like his dialogue Miller's got dialogue. the most attention. Miller's dialogue was brilliant. But see, I, I wonder if it all was. All the supporting characters had amazing dialogue and then immediately agreed. it just on. felt like he I was totally just. totally agree. Just like some... added at the last Hold minute. Hold on here. Here's the, here's the thing, he though. Was the medium. Is it, it, do you think that it was the actual script or do you think it was the actor playing it? Because Emilio is the weakest actor in this film. He's the least experienced actor in this film. I mean, I could, could be. be. He's be also that, the yeah. most vulnerable in the film. As a character? Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I think he has some of the funniest lines. I love the line where he's like, your friends are shitty, and he's like, thanks, I made it myself. Oh, my God. I love the like, line when he gets out of the line. car. When he gets out of the car, and he's like, so you want to go out with me sometime? And she's like, I don't know. I'm really busy at work. And he's like, all right, well, here's your shit, and like slams it into her chest. <laughs> like, he's just such a dick Whatever. sometimes. He he was a dick because that that was I, I believe that was like that whole punk rock attitude of like it just felt like he was trying to I, be a dick. I agree. I think he downplayed it pretty well. I don't think so. I think he was unless like that's trying the, unless hard the, to and, be but like see, the badass. But, but he wasn't here's working. the here's the twist on it though. But was that? the point of the character was it the point of the character to say hey this guy's actually very vulnerable but he on the out, on the outside he's trying to play this badass yeah well look at, a friend. Look look how, at his friends look how fast he drops his friends one. to go into a legitimate job he's the only one that doesn't look like any of them they're all super extreme and he's like the kind of straighter one you know what i mean like the the more like straight laced so like has a conscience well, like, it's like that that group that he was hanging out with kind of like fucking let him down there, he goes in there and his girlfriend's getting banged by this other guy. Right. And then I think he learns something at the end of it. Like, he says to that guy when he's bleeding and dying on the floor, you know, what, what, what's the line? Um, oh, society made me what I am. This is, I'm just a victim of society. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, Bullshit. Yeah. You're, a, you're a fucking suburban white punk like me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but it still hurts. <laughs> like, and it's kind of like, he kind of learns, like, Jesus Christ, man, what do we have to be bitching about, you know? Right. Exactly. And that, I think that's why he gets away from that punk rock group. Maybe that's how it was supposed to be played, man. Maybe that's, it. I don't know. I don't know. I, th I, th I think I, so. I still think yeah. the director is definitely glorifying punk rock at the same time. I don't oh, think yeah, no, demonizing definitely. Attack I think, on it, no, well, I think but. he's, 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 
uh, like playing up the ideology mm-hmm. of punk rock rather than yeah. maybe maybe glorifying it. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're right, at the end he kind of, but he does the like the uh, you know the other punk rock, the only other punk rock movie I know, SLC Punk. He kind of does like the SLC Punk thing, which probably ripped it off from this movie. Let's be honest. Of you know, hey, punk rock and the ideology of it is kind of bullshit. Yeah, wasn't that the message in SLC Punk at the yeah. end of it all? Yep. Yeah, I mean. I, I agree. I think I think it, but I also think it was kind of just like a f- a way to make the movie more fun too. I think that had had a lot to do with it. What did you guys think of like the supernaturally kind of story going on with the aliens and the radiated car? I, I mean, I think it's all Whatever. symbolic, right? It has it's to be. Symbolic, be all symbolic of what of hot cars, like the plot and where <laughs> the plot goes. Because why is it okay? So at the end, Miller gets into the car, and why does he point at fucking Otto? Like why him? Why why not anybody else? Because yeah. Otto was nice to him. Right, I understand that. But like he saw something that. in this kid where he's like kinda like, Hey, you come with me. Was, Let's was go to Miller, the fucking stars. Was Miller like, an alien? Let's just throw that out there. I kind of feel like Miller was like He had the, other worldly knowledge or I fe- something. He's yeah. a time traveler. I fe- maybe maybe I felt not. Like well, he was the whole like the point, fifth beetle. The whole thing he, was, he the whole point he was making was there were no aliens, there were time travelers. That was the whole point he was making, remember? Or like the same When they were burning the it was like thing. was people were yeah, it could be the same thing, or it could just be uh, and involved uh, involved humans who come up with time travel, and that's all the UFOs we see are just humans traveling back in time. I mean, I just, and the car became a time traveling machine. At that the was the dumbest ending ever. Oh, I loved <laughs> it. Oh my I god, I loved it. Of course, the car would start fucking flying. Why not? Why am I, fucking am not I, in like, this dude, movie? Am, you know what though? I loved the visual of like just the glow paint. I love the glow, on the, gar- I loved the yeah. on the, the car. Glow, that looked that good. Was a I loved idea. it. Looked good. That was and a genius idea. Yeah, I well. didn't. I just didn't like when it started lifting up, and you could tell whoever it was, like, lit that. From whoever cream. lit that. Bravo. Because <laughs> that's the best lighting in the movie. It does. It looks like a special effect, but it's yeah. completely practical. Like, yeah, that's the best. That's the best lighting in the movie. Like, I will say that. Like that. That's what kind of knocks it down a little bit for me. Is the way that this is very is shot stagnant. Yeah, it's not except for the car chases, which I love. I love the car chases, and I actually I think it's because I just love the way the cars look in this film. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they're like the older seventies kind of cars and they're big and they're like they just look cool when they're driving fast. I don't know. Like, I think that could be. Yeah, one maybe of I fell like, asleep. You keep saying car chases. When was there a car chase? Oh, dude, oh, you, there's like there's oh, like, many car chases friggin', in this movie. Like yeah. the exact same thing that I now I, when I saw it I was like Jesus T two ripped that off. In the friggin' oh, in yeah. the uh, um, in, in the, the, uh, the canal, the canal. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Really, it's like the uh, virtual same scene. Like you know, it's so like funny. Grease that, did that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When I watched it, I was like, oh wow, they just ripped off Grease. Or oh, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was, they maybe, probably ripped off. Like, maybe everyone in LA here's my in canal. Is it weird that the the thought I had when I saw that scene is when Emilio gets out of the car and just steps in the water? It's like, oh, now his shoes are all. Wet. I know yeah, that's why I thought. I was like, God, your shoes, dude. Because that's the great thing about Staten. If you look at him, he's kind of like hanging out the car. He's not, he didn't step, I don't think he, like the way he did, he didn't step in the water. It just kind of says something about their characters, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too deep into that. I don't know. I kind of agree. Like, Emilio doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I I caught on to it. Like, Emilio is like, yeah, he's not as refined as Bud. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have as much experience. And that's why Bud's like taking him under his wing. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else I liked, actually? And it was a very minor role, but I liked his... His nerdy ass friend from the beginning. Oh, he was great. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which he, I guess, later joined the band, the Circle Jerks, which is a, a band featured in the like on the film soundtrack. Yeah, which is uh, here's another thing too that like, okay, so it's the only crane shot I remember in the movie is when he's walking away from after pushing him into the like 
the, the cans. The cans. The first, yeah, the yeah. intro Throwing scene. Throwing them yeah. into the cans and flipping everybody off. Yeah. Oh, what? that was so stupid. That's the other thing. I that like I how the like, security uh, guard has, has a, a gun, gun and pulls it. it yeah. On fucking for, for a guy who flips them off. That's supposed to be funny. That's not supposed it's to be not serious. funny though. I didn't it's think hilarious. it was hilarious. Yeah, I, mean, I got the same. It was the way the way the security guards were acting is like, whoa, I'm gonna shoot you. No, we weren't ready for it that early in the movie. Yeah, if, we that's a, if that was the level of comedy that that was that was in the mm. film, yeah, I agree with Cody. That just came too quickly. It was yep. just kind of like it should been stupid. Why the fuck was why the fuck does a security guard have a gun? Is he pulling it after just Look pushing a guy in a can? That motherfucker like, Wait, hold on. He just looks like a fucking security guard. Or Cat Williams mix. Like, would have been, a, but would that have been more believable in 1984 for us though? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. A security guard no. with a gun. No, no, no. And Not a that fucking, I think it would really happen. At a fucking grocery store. No. You know, because you know, we're why would the security guard at the grocery store have a gun? Because in the '80s, dude, they just gave everyone guns. This whole movie is a little irrational. Yeah, like let's just go there. I agree. Like, Um, okay, I love this fucking. Tell me if you guys love this scene as much as I do. When he first goes back to the um, the 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 repo yard, Mm -hmm. and he goes inside, and they're like, "You want a job, kid?" And he like cracks the fucking beer and dumps the (laughs) whole thing on the ground and throws it. And he's like, "Fuck you," you know. Like, I love that. No, that timing is so good. Good. That and then scene he, was brilliant because they basically were like, they saw like, okay, this kid's trying to be fucking tough, and they just threw it in his face with like, oh, you're one of us. And no, but the, the line that leads up to that is so fucking good, dude. He's like, you know, normally when somebody pulls some shit like that, my first reaction is to walk up and bust him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you're all right. Yeah, exactly. They turn it, and that's what Emilio's expecting. But they turned it around on him, and then uh, what's his name? The the black guy just walks in and ignores the fuck out of him, and opens the door and so walks. Somebody in. piss on the floor again? Yeah, <laughs> just to, just to prove. I, I I feel like that was just to prove that Emilio, like they were saying to Emilio, like in this world, dude, you don't mean shit. So stop acting like you mean shit. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, he learns that quick. And maybe and maybe that's like a, a subpar thing on like the punk rock culture. I I don't I don't know. Maybe that's what he was saying something about punk rock and that where like you think you're higher and mightier than maybe people, but you're you're not. Well, and maybe like repo men are like the punk rock of. Of adulthood, I, I that and that's what I got from that too. I did get that from that. You know what, guys? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna uh, you know what? Let's play the remake game. When we come back, we're gonna play the remake game where we're gonna recast uh, this movie. And uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll be right back. It's like lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. I'll give you an example. Show you what I mean. Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Suddenly, somebody will say, like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp, out of the blue, no explanation. No point in looking for one, either. It's all part of a cosmic unconsciousness. You eat a lot of acid, Miller, back in the hippie days? All right, guys, it's time for America's favorite game. It's time for the remake game. Thank you. No, thank you. You guys are too kind. Too kind. I'm your host for the remake game. I am Cody Everett. We are talking about remaking Rico Man. All right. Stop it, guys. Stop it. You're too kind. Hey guys, we're back. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Repo Man. Uh, we're gonna play the remake game where we uh, each everybody's got a different character and they have to cast uh, somebody else in the role of that character in this iconic cult film. 
All right, Chris, you have what I think is the toughest character, but I have an answer for it, too. You have Bud. Who would you recast as Bud? Okay. The, this didn't take as long as I wanted it to because I really wanted to think about it, but this person came to mind, and I can just visualize it so well. But I would love it if Alan Arkin played, played Bud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And my second choice, and it's not my favorite choice, but another guy that came to mind would be Larry David. Oh, oh my God. wow! I did not think of Larry David, and that's a. I actually think that's the stronger choice. Really? Yeah. Here's here was my choice for that. Uh, we saw him recently at the Mad Monster Con. I would have to say Henry Winkler. Mm, I'm still I'm still giving my vote. That to, could be uh, good. Larry that, David. That could be good. It Henry, could be good. It could be good. Henry could, Winkler with his dialogue. Good, yes, shit, dude. Yes, he could be a great bud. Cool. All right, Mike. You had light. I have light, and I'm kind of going on the same page you are. I'm thinking about somebody that's like. The opposite. Like, he plays him real straight in the film, but I'm thinking, like, I don't know why I'm thinking, like, somebody like a Jason Sudeikis or, like, a Jamie Foxx. Somebody that acts like a badass all the time, but really is not a badass. Hmm. But he carries a gun, but he doesn't really ever use it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it would work, but I kind of feel like it would amp up the comedy in that character. Did anybody else have uh, a choice for light? Kyle? Ice Cube. Oh, Ice Cube. Dude, Sam Jackson, man. I'm surprised oh, no one said. I'm surprised no one said Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Dave no? Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Now, um, no. What's the uh, if he played what's serious? What's the other comedian? Home, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He's too small. Too small. He's not. Dude, that's the best thing because that now he he Kevin really be, has a reason to act big. It would be funny. You know what though? I you know what? Uh, Kyle, you have auto. I do have auto. So I'm gonna jump a little bit. I would say Kevin Hart would be a great auto because you could take. Playing up the comedy a little bit more, but you take instead of doing for the remake, instead of doing punk rock, you do hip hop. Thank you for taking. I don't like this idea at all. Me neither. I hate everything about that. Okay. All right, Kyle. You had Otto. Who is your choice? Dude, there was only one that I could really think of, and that's Channing Tatum. Oh, he's got. Hmm. He, he has. He he's proven to be do, be able to do comedy well. He's proven to be able to do action well. Mm-hmm. He can do all the elements of that character. He can get ladies' panties wet really. He well. He can get ladies' really panties well. wet re- really well. And I think I think he would do a much better job than Emilio did. That's a great great choice. Oh man, I don't know about that. What? Why? I don't know. I think you need somebody a little scrawnier. No, no, a little scrawnier. Yeah, he can lose some. Jonah Hill. I was I was thinking the exact same Michael thing. Michael Sarah no joke. Michael Sarah no. Michael, Michael Sarah's too. No. What about Jesse cute. Eisenberg? No, I don't like Jesse no? Eisenberg. No. At all. no. The thing about it he's is that annoying. okay. So Otto's character is like he's this like you know like typical like white suburban youth that's a lo- like loves punk music and he has that attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. Who, no. But p- punk music's pretty. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's dead. Like it's not like people don't it's, listen to it's it anymore. It's pretty dead. But the message is gone. Like yeah, it's, it that's why that's why I didn't want to go with somebody now. that embodied that. I think Channing Tatum's just fine. He's more in line with like modern but audiences. Then what do you think would be like the subtext of his character? What would he represent if Emilio? Rep- if Otto he can represents still, he can that. still he can still be a lost uh, lost youth, someone who doesn't have guidance yet on where he wants his life to go. What about yeah. Michael Pitt? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who he that is. He was in Funny Games. 
he was in the Dreamers. He's kind of like a weird, I've not like, seen any of these drugged movies. out, the... drugged out looking kind of guy. What about Macaulay Culkin? Fuck yeah, too old. <laughs> Just kidding, too old for it. How about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Oh, hey, that's not that a bad choice. Not a bad that's choice. That's not a bad choice that at all. Could work. You know, he already played what Hersher. Did anybody see that? Where he plays uh, like a heavy metal? Oh, I did see that. It's kind of similar to. Some it is extent. actually. You know what? That's a good choice. So my two yeah. Channing Tatum, I Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I might even go with somebody that's just not known yet. Like I think there might be somebody who can really yeah. fit that role well. Well, that, that, we that, that doesn't really work for the remake yeah. game because we. Can't I choose say, unknown. I'm doing a <laughs> casting call. That one guy who hasn't been found yet. He'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Cody? Who did I have? I had. Um, who did you have? Uh, Miller. 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 I had Miller. Okay, so who I'd recast as Miller is Clint Howard. It's pretty good. Yep. He's a little old, but pretty Who's good. Clint Howard. Ron Howard's brother. Oh, ice cream man! Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's 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 that would be I could yeah. see it. I think he's a little old, but he he is, has that creep factor. Yeah. Can I suggest one? Actually, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I actually have two. I would suggest for him. Number one, Rutger Howard. Okay. He is again a little old, but. Um, the character who played Miller, even in the film, looked very, like, his hair was stringy. He looked pretty aged and weathered. Or uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh. So he already has know. that strung out, you know. Jeff Bridges, out. no. For me, Jeff Bridges it would be too big. I don't think so. Of a character. You need I to... think he can play a background character better. That or Bill Murray. Bill Murray would be an interesting choice, especially with the way how the movie ends. Yeah. That'd be an interesting choice. He's a weird enough guy. Nothing. That's the remake game, everyone. Hold on. <laughs> There's the applause. All right. Thank you. So what do you guys think of the end? You don't think it means anything, Kyle, I correct? could take it or leave it. I okay. I, 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 I think, I mean, it's definitely symbolic. I think it's, it's like they're... Like, You're looking too much into it. I'm just going to tell you before you keep no. going. Keep going. I think Miller is like the enlightened guy, and that's what Otto's point. Like, he brings him with him because he's like, you know what? You're probably going to get me. You're going to get me. You know, I think everybody else is pretty much static, right? Does anybody see light going on the on in the car? No, no, there's no one else. I mean, I think like it's it's symbolic of like Emilio sort of being the hero in a sense. You know, like he's the kind of the chosen one. Like, like he's gone through all of this stuff. Like we followed him through this whole story. So who else is going to get in that car? You know what I mean? Like, oh, and what I loved about that whole scene was what we talked about with um, the end of the of Big Trouble in Little China, where he just leaves her in the dust. And I loved that about this film too because it was the same. It was like, wait, what about our relationship? And he's like, fuck that, and like gets up and goes into the car and takes off. <laughs> Glad I tortured you. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason that I think that didn't work as well as at the end of Big Trouble is because her response was like, well, fuck you. And it was just like, ah, he took the badass away from it. It's like, if she just let, if she was just stunned and had, was lo- at a loss of words, would have been more badass. Yeah. Well, she wasn't really a good person. She's not like... She wasn't even a good character. Who died, I don't even remember her Like Gracie Law, name. who actually cared about Jack. Yeah, you Gracie know Law I mean? cared. Yeah, this girl was willing to put volts of electricity through his body. <laughs> With a metal hand lady yeah. that's made out of tinfoil. <laughs> They were the most pointless two characters in the in the in the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, I mean, again, the whole movie, just saying, pointless. I don't know if it like it's supposed to read into like the whole 
big government like conspiracy and it's like our world is being controlled by like the Illuminati. I love the, uh, yeah, the, the like, joke that he makes like about the book. It's called like diuretics and it's, it's supposed Dianetic. to be a joke on Dianetics. I don't know if it's actually a joke or if it's like maybe he read Dianetics and that's where a lot of this came from. I, I don't think know. that's really funny. Mike, you don't think this had anything to do with the Cold War? No, not no. really. I mean, unless he, he's talking about like, I mean, atom bombs and shit. I mean... No, you're digging on that yeah. one, man. Put the, put the shovel down, walk away. Well, he oh. does say that, right? Isn't that what the doctor is all about? Like, oh man, people get disintegrated, and you don't even know. Like, what doesn't he say? Something yeah, like he has that? a whole speech about it. He has like a weird conspiracy mentality of, I don't know. You guys are trying to give this film so much more than it deserves. Oh, all right, well then, so. let's get into that. How are we rating this movie? Oh, that's Chris's pick. Oh, what do you think, God. Chris? Are we rating it, Emilio's? No, we are not. <laughs> Gotta be something. Emilio! No. no, we are going to rate this glowing cars. Glowing cars. Glowing I like cars. that. Okay, glowing glowing cars. cars. Well, then, you know what? Let's start off with the guy who loved the movie the most. Let's start off with Kyle. <laughs> I guess. Um, well, given the points and everything I've already brought up, uh, I would, I'll start with what I liked about the movie. Soundtrack. Solid. It was it was fun, energetic. It was good. I love when the weird uh, spy guys came on. It was like that weird kind of old school 60s spy music that was playing. You know, it was like they had a theme song and shit. Um, what I didn't like that about the movie, everything else. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so with that in mind, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give this film um, one glowing car. One glowing car from Ky- Kyle. How are you not entertained by this movie? That's your fault. That is your. Yeah. How's fault. it feel? How's it feel, Kyle? I don't think it was my fault. I think it was my, it was the fault of the director not able not able to better piece together his four completely different thoughts that he thought would make a complete film. <laughs> okay. Chris, how many glowing cars would you give this movie? I'm going to give this a solid four. Four glowing cars. Four glowing cars. I really like this movie. Like I, I, I don't mind that it's a little bit disheveled as Kyle would just would kind of describe it. I think I the characters are really fun and the story is really fun. There's a lot of elements I really love about it. I get the comedy. I love the comedy of the film. Um, I like the style. I definitely think the director had a had a great style and overall, like when I walk away from the film, I'm I'm satisfied. So it's getting a four. Mike, how many glowing cars? You know, this is probably the hardest film I had to review because um, I was going. I mean, I knew it was somewhere between three and five. I'm just gonna split it down the middle. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it four glowing cars, and yeah. I'm only docking it one glowing car because I think the content of it doesn't hold up to now. Like, I don't know how you could start a shit on the remake game, but I just don't see it being remade. <laughs> Why are you just shitting on the remake sorry, game? Really shit on the remake God game. damn it! It's it's just, it's just it's it's so ingrained in like the 80s and punk culture and that stuff is kind of like it's gone why so can't we remake it, movies like, uh, in the 80s why can't we just say we're gonna set it in the fucking 80s yeah. it's set in the fucking 80s mike i mean you could it's but remade now it, who's, God gonna, damn it. who's gonna watch it other than us i'm not gonna watch it 30 with, year what's old, if you put if you put fucking I mean, channing tatum in that shit yep. you know people are gonna go watch yeah. it i mean they shia might. labeouf but that's another good one do you oh, see that's a terrible choice <laughs> Just do it. Just <laughs> do you see teenagers going to go the run over to see Channing Tatum and being like, "Oh, so that's what it was like in the '80s." Like, yeah, you no, think, you, you couldn't do that. Com- makes a makes a comeback. It's kind of, a, it's kind of an exaggerated fantasy. I feel like, 80s. The, like the, the punk culture was just there to kind of act as a catalyst for his decisions ah, man, I and think his I, attitude. I think it can it it could be remade with a different context. 
getting as far away from the punk element as possible. I agree. I just, think I think it was massively ingrained in this film. I don't instead think of punk rock, out it. Instead like of punk rock, it's it's Daughtry music. Daughtry. Just throw, throw. Oh god. Throw whatever you want. Country music. That's <laughs> a western. The entire American Fucking idol folk, winners. Folk resurgence resurgence yeah. music. Yeah, dude. Whatever. I like the Lumineers. It'd be exciting. Yeah. Fucking Mumford and Sons. The whole sound. Fucking's goddamn soundtrack. God, the, the rebelliousness of folk music. <laughs> <laughs> they don't use drums. Oh, like, so what I would have to give this movie is I would have to give it. Um, I'd have to give it three and a half glowing cars. I can't give it quite a four because I just have a lot of problems with the movie aesthetically. It's like just when there's not action going on, it's it's just shot boring. It's shot very stale in my opinion. Soundtrackbomb.com though. Tell you that much. I enjoyed the soundtrack. I enjoyed where it's placed in the movie. The, the acting I liked. Um, you know, Emilio's a little rough around the edges, but I, I question why he is in this podcast. So that tells you right there that I'm I'm not sure if he's playing it a certain way or if he was just a bad actor at that time. Um, so that's why I got to give it three and a half. I enjoy the movie. It, it, it inspires me as a filmmaker too. Um, to, to, I, I just, they had such a simple idea to tie all these stories around, which is just aliens in a trunk. Um, and, and it, as weird as it may be, it was such a simple idea to go off of. And that's what I, it, simple's hard. I mean, yeah. Anyone will tell you. I think that it works in cre- like creatively. Simple is the hardest thing to do because you always overthink things. And I think that's the one thing they really didn't do, but it also seems like they did do is overthink this movie, which I think is cool. It, it left me asking a lot of questions, um, which I like going into films and, and leaving it asking questions. So yeah, three and a half. Did so, you did you just say that? I don't know, dude. Did you what I said. Just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that the great thing about this film is they mastered simple, but they didn't fucking pull it off at all. That's what you just said. Well, like it's it's a simple context. Uh, it's a simple, simple concept, con- but it but, was not. Yeah. But they layered difficult and other like difficult and other things to talk about. On I'll top say of what it. I think it's like, and maybe you can agree with me. <laughs> I feel like it's like an Andy Warhol photo p- picture, like. Simple, like something simple, but it says there's layers to it. That it Agreed. Something it like has yeah. a deeper meaning. Andy so Warhol, bro. <laughs> That's what I was so saying. It was it was a director who had four separate ideas that he couldn't flesh out entirely, so he connected them all using one character. Well, I want to whoop de do. The ratings get, say well, otherwise. Didn't Kyle. Even do, I wanna, yeah, it bombed at the box office. Oh, you know what? Oh, well, of course it did. It's sitting on a 98 percent on Rotten. Yeah. And on top of that, like it was well, well critically acclaimed when it came out, despite the fact that it didn't do well. I really that's you, well, okay. So I want to get to that really quick. We never asked, asked what makes this a cult film. Like what, what? I think it's the punk rock element, the alien element, because it has like a '50s B movie feel to it too. Like with the whole like alien creatures in a trunk thing, and the whole way the 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 um. Uh, x-ray vision kills are and stuff like that so i think that's what like the punk rock and i think the that kind of has the and it has an indie feel to it man it just has yeah, this weird does. feel to it that is is something different that you really haven't seen before but you kind of seen before i know i keep on double speaking it's like a 1.5 million dollar budget it was a 1.8 and they recouped 129 so if you want to do your math that's uh they made fourteen percent. That is really off. horrible. Fucking goddamn! I wonder how that can even be possible. Well, I mean, they gave him another film right after. I, well, that, did, did you watch the movie? Because I don't wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but it had great. I mean, it did great. I mean, people were talking very highly of the film. When this it came film out. was, yeah. I mean, it was popular, and I, I think it's a cool film because it's non-conventional and it manages to pull it off. You know, I agree. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what? I, I also think it's, it's quotable. Uh, it's certainly fucking quotable. I'm what? sorry. I no, again, with you. again, I don't remember any fucking I quotable can, I can lines of like this movie. Lines. If you saw it two <laughs> or three oh God, times, so you would. You know, I shouldn't I mean? have to see a movie two or three times to be quotable. That's one of the great things about most cult films. You see it once, you remember many lines, and you quote them to your friends, and then everybody's like, "What the hell are you talking well, about?" Well, that That's grows a- over time. I mean, you have to see the with the first time you see the movie, you don't always remember every quote. Yeah, and you gotta yeah, like it. You, yeah, yeah, you gotta like it. That's important. Like it. You know, yeah. I think I think the soundtrack. I, I went into it wanting to like I it. I think the soundtrack of this film, and also like yeah, the punk rock element, the alien element. I think like the fact that it is an unconventional. All these things you guys have said, but also I think I think the fact that it is unconventional in the writing in in the writing style is. It's di- definitely different. It's different. I think it's different. You know what's I just think freaking it was ironic about this is that Kyle absolutely hated this film. He doesn't think it means anything, but his quote was the only thing that made me and Cody get real deep into this. <laughs> like, he, like, figured it out. Like, we're yeah. like, oh, my God, that's genius. <laughs> no, it didn't mean anything. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> all right, guys, that's our show for the week. Uh, this is Colt Film Review. I'm your host, Cody Everett. And follow us on Twitter at Colt Film underscore review. Follow us on Instagram at Colt Film underscore review. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, rate us five stars. Uh, give us great reviews. Tell us tell people that you love us the more stars we get the more reviews we get the more people that can find us and uh help us out with the show we appreciate you guys listening uh anybody else wa- got anything else they need to plug real quick yeah i need to plug the next movie we're doing oh what we- ah yeah so i married an axe murderer let's do that mike myers it's a great movie but- <laughs> oh yeah that's what we're doing so that's what we're doing all right guys thanks for listening see you next week